So today's Easter, but three weeks ago, I love Easter, but three weeks ago was one of my favourite days of the year, the 1st of April, April Fool's Day, the day when we try and fool each other into believing something that's not true. So what I want to do now is I want to show you three things and I want you to decide whether or not you think it's true or whether you're a fool. So here's the first one. This one's from Lego. Lego has just announced the release of a brand new app called Find My Brick. The idea is that on your phone you punch in the shape and the colour of the brick you're looking for and then you point your phone's camera at the pile of bricks and the one you're looking for kind of magically appears. It gets highlighted. Who thinks that's true? I'm a parent of six young kids. I wish that was true, but sadly, no, that's an April Fool's joke. That would be a great app, though, I reckon. Okay, here's the second one. This one's from McDonald's. And McDonald's have just announced the launch of their brand new McPickle burger. There it is in all its glory, layer upon layer of pickles, available for a limited time. Who thinks that one's true? A few people. Who really wants it to be true? A few pickle lovers. Sadly, no, that one is also an April Fool's joke. Okay, one more. Uh, there's no picture for this one, but it is printed on the front of the bulletin, the bit of paper that you got on the way in this evening. It says this. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Do you reckon that's true? Do you reckon Jesus really did rise from the dead? Or is that just someone trying to fool us into believing something that's not true? It is true. That, one's not an, that one is not an April Fool's joke. That is true. Jesus did rise from the dead. And this evening, we're going to think about the significance of that for us. We're going to think about what that fact means for us. But first, we're just going to spend a little bit of time thinking about what if it's not true? Because that's what our passage does. What if Jesus didn't rise from the dead? What if we are wrong and most people out there are actually right and believing that Jesus rose from the dead means you're an Easter fool? Because you've got to admit it seems pretty far-fetched, doesn't it? That a dead guy got up having been dead for three days and walked out of his tomb. Really? A lot of people today would say that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. It's just not true. But actually, it's not just people today that say that because ever since the very first Easter, people have been saying that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. I don't know if you noticed, but in the bit of the Bible that Ben read for us before, it talked about people who were saying exactly that. So if you've still got it open in front of you, Jump down to verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. This is what it said. If it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. So you see, all the way back then, there were people saying that resurrection just doesn't happen. Dead people don't come back to life. They just stay dead. And if that's true, then obviously it means that Jesus didn't rise from the dead either. So what if Jesus didn't rise? Well, if Jesus didn't rise, the Bible goes on to say that we may as well just pack up right now and go home. Because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then in the Bible's own words, 
We are fools. Christians are fools. And trusting in Jesus is a useless waste of time. Have a look at the next verse, verse 14. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching to you is useless and so is your faith. In other words, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then trusting in him or believing in him is useless and it's a waste of time. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, having faith in him is foolish and it won't help you. But it's actually even worse than that because our reading goes on to say that if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then Christians are liars. Verse 15. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. So you see, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christians are fools and they're lying fools. And more than that, they're lying fools who are in big, big trouble because it goes on to say that if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then Christians are still in their sins. Verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And that means, verse 18, those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. In other words, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then whoever has died trusting in Jesus, they've died still covered in their sins. And so all they've got to look forward to is God's anger and wrath and punishment. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then whoever has died trusting in him, they have no hope. They don't get eternal life. They're not going to heaven. They're lost. That's the end for them. And if all of that's true, then according to the Bible, Christians should be pitied more than anyone else. Verse 19. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. See, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, people should feel sorry for Christians. Because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we've got it all wrong. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, all the things that we do as Christians and as followers of Jesus, it's all a waste of time. Coming along here to church, that's a waste of time. You could be home watching movies. Giving your money to the church, that's crazy. You could be off on a great holiday or paying off the home loan or spending it on your hobbies. Losing friends because you talk with them about Jesus, that's just dumb. Paul says that unless there's something after this life, unless Jesus rose from the dead, living as a Christian is a stupid way to live. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we should just pack up right now and go home and enjoy the rest of the long weekend. But friends, here's the thing. He did. Jesus did indeed rise from the dead. Have a look at verse 20. Paul says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And everyone back then knew that it was true because it was obvious. That's Paul's point all through this section. Everyone knew that Jesus rose from the dead. The Corinthians, that's the people that Paul was writing to, they knew that it was true. Have a look at verse 1. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. What's that gospel? Verse 3. What I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, 
that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. See, Jesus died, and he was buried, and then he was raised back to life from the dead, and the Corinthians knew it. But it's not just the Corinthians who knew it. There's a whole crowd of people, eyewitnesses, who knew that Jesus rose from the dead as well. Have a look at verse 5. After Jesus was raised from the dead, he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. So there, Paul lists off hundreds of eyewitnesses who can confirm that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead. It's a bit like me saying that the Olympics happened in Sydney in 2000. Now, we all know that's true, don't we? It's obvious. But, just in case there's any doubt, and so that you're completely sure, can you put up your hand if you actually physically went to the Olympics in Sydney in 2000? Nearly a third of us, I reckon. There's a bunch of people there. You can go ask them for yourself if you like. Eyewitnesses who saw it for themselves, who know and who can confirm that the Olympics happened in Sydney in 2000. That's the kind of thing that's happening here. Jesus rose from the dead. Everyone knew it. A whole bunch of eyewitnesses saw it. It was obvious. And to top it all off, Paul goes on to say that actually he himself saw the risen Jesus. Verse 8. Last of all, he appeared to me also. Paul used to go around from town to town killing Christians who said that Jesus rose from the dead. But then he saw it for himself. He saw Jesus alive again after his death and his life was completely changed. Paul, who hated Christians to the point of hunting them down and killing them, actually became a Christian. Why? Because he knew that it was true. He knew, verse 20, that Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. But so what? Like, what difference does it make? Does it make any difference that Jesus has risen from the dead? Because we started off by thinking about what it would mean if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, and that had some significant implications. But what if Jesus did rise from the dead, like Paul's saying here? Well, this passage goes on to show us at least two things that change because Jesus rose from the dead. Two things we can be sure of. Number one, there is life after death. And number two, you and I can have life after death. So look at the first one there. Uh, There is life after death. Verse 20. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now Paul's point here that he's been building up to is that if one person, Jesus, came back from the dead, that proves that there can be life after death because Jesus was raised as the first fruits, uh, is the word Paul uses. Now, when I was growing up, we had an orange tree in our backyard. And around this time, kind of Easter time each year, uh, little buds would appear all over the tree and then they'd 
eventually turn into blossoms, little flowers, and months later on they turn into little green fruits all over the tree and eventually one of those little green fruits would ripen and become this juicy, beautiful orange. And whenever that happened, it was really exciting because uh, that first ripe orange was like a promise. It was kind of like a guarantee that there were heaps more oranges to come. All the other little green fruits all over the tree, they would also ripen and become beautiful, juicy oranges, just like that first one. Paul's saying that that's what Jesus' resurrection is like. It's like the first fruit that ripens on the tree. It's a promise. It's a guarantee that there is more to come. If one person came back from the dead, that shows, that proves that there can be and there is life after death. So I guess the obvious question is, how can we be part of that? How can we have life after death? How can we be sure that after we die, we'll come back from the dead? Well, Paul says that you can have life after death by becoming a follower of Jesus, by trusting him. Because Paul goes on to say that it's people who belong to Jesus that get life after death. Verse 20 again. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Now that's saying that whoever is in Christ, which is a way of talking about people who trust Jesus, they will be made alive again, it says, after they die. And the reason we can be confident of that is because Jesus was raised from the dead first. Verse 23. But each in his own turn, Christ, the first fruits, and then when he comes, those who belong to him. See, Jesus rose from the dead first as the first fruits, and later, when he comes back, those who belong to him, they will be raised from the dead as well. They too will have life after death, just like Jesus did. So there are two big things that change because Jesus rose from the dead. Two things we can be sure of. One, there is life after death. And two, not only that, but you and me, we can have life after death by trusting in Jesus and by becoming one of his people. So look, if you're here tonight and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, let me urge you today to give this some serious thought. Because what I'm saying, actually what the Bible's saying, and what hundreds of eyewitnesses have said, is that Jesus really did rise from the dead. And now that he's come back to life from the dead, he promises to give eternal life. He promises to give life after death to everyone who believes him and who follows him. And so at the very least, it's worth investigating that some more because if it's true, and it is, that is a massive promise, a life-changing promise, the promise of life after death. And for those of us who are here tonight and who are followers of Jesus, I hope the reminder that we've had in this passage, I hope the fact that Jesus really did rise from the dead 
fills you with confidence to live as a follower of Jesus now and I hope it fills you with confidence about what happens after you die. Because remember, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. That's not an April Fool's joke. It's not Paul trying to convince us to believe something that's not true. It's Paul reminding us of what we already know to be true. A wonderful, glorious truth. A truth that changes everything. Because given that Jesus did rise from the dead, trusting him, believing him, it makes complete sense. It's the most sensible thing you could do. Given that Jesus did rise from the dead, it means we're not fools and we're not liars because we know and we speak the truth. Given that Jesus did rise from the dead, our sins are forgiven, wiped out, dealt with, paid for in full by Jesus' death and resurrection. Given that Jesus did rise from the dead, a life lived to wholeheartedly serve Jesus makes complete sense. Given that Jesus did rise from the dead, death is not the end for us. There is something more. Given that Jesus did rise from the dead, we can be sure and certain and confident that there is life after death. And friends, given that Jesus did rise from the dead, we can know that if we trust him, then we will have life after death. Because Jesus has promised it. He's guaranteed it. And we believe him. We trust him. Because he has indeed been raised from the dead. Let me pray. Our great God and loving Heavenly Father, thanks heaps for uh, this time of year. Thank you for Easter. Thank you that on Friday we could remember uh, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, that he was willing to die instead of us to deal with our sins. And Father, thank you for the the reminder today that you raised him back to life, that Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And thank you for the confidence that that gives us, that there is life after death because Jesus has already had life after death. And thank you too for the confidence that it gives us that we can have life after death as well by trusting Jesus and being one of his people. And so please help us to take seriously who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Help us to take seriously uh, that promise that he gives us that if we trust him we'll have uh, life after death. Help us to put our trust in Jesus, please, and to believe him. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.